Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. Let's, let's see. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Verse 6, we're going to read all the way to 11. For whom the Lord loves, he what? Chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Verse 9. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we pay them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed, for a few days, chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, for our prophet, somebody say for our prophet, that we may be what? Partakers of his holiness. Verse 11. Now let's read verse 11 together. One to go. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Look at your neighbor say, it's painful. Now can be painful. Yes. Now can be what? painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Somebody say trained by it. What is the purpose of chastening? The purpose of chastening is what? For profit and for your training. So the purpose of um, chastening by God is for you to be um, 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 trained and for you to come into profit. So when God is dealing with you, many of you, God is dealing with you in diverse ways, but He is tra- training you. Hallelujah. He's training you, He's building you up. I was saying to somebody last week that most of us are very fixed on the promotion, most of us are fixed on where we are supposed to be, but we're ignoring the process. And if you ignore the process, you lose sight of what God is about to do if you ignore the process. Because the process for where you are is necessary for where you're going. You hear what I'm saying? So, uh, what he's doing in your life is trying to get you to build capacity. Because according to what James says, James says that if you have been tried in diverse ways, my dear brethren, count it all joy when you what? Fall into diverse temptation. Alright? So he says, count it as joy. It is not joyful, but count it as joy. You give it the tag that this is joy. Somebody gives you a dirty slap on your face. And what do you do? You count it as joy. Somebody robs you. What do you do? You, you count it as joy. Somebody steals from you. You count it as joy. 
Where are my believers here? <laughs> the house is so quiet tonight. Somebody betrays you. You what? You count it as joy. It is not joyful, but you count it. You target. This is called joy. Then he says that the trial of your faith may do what? Produce patience. So, what was the first thing? The first thing is temptation. Say temptation. temptation. Say it louder. <clears throat> temptation is not really temptation from the narrative of the spirit. Because the next verse says the trial of your what? Your faith. So, I give you a death. I, I don't know why slap is what is coming to my head now. But let's stay with slap. Amen. And, and it just might be people who are close to me. <laughs> the ones I know. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Front seat. <laughs> Pastor Paul said not for me. <laughs> now I give Pastor Paul a, a, a clean slap. Not dirty. Clean. Clean slap that gives him a clean shave. <laughs> I give Pastor Paul a clean slap. And... He turns around and said, my faith is tried. Not my face is slapped. Is someone hear what I'm saying? The interpretation is the trying of your faith. You lost something. It's not what you lost. It's your faith is being tried. Are you still here? Um, 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 things are going tough in the family right now. I mean, it's like you're walking on eggshells. You're walking upside down. That's not the interpretation. Your faith is what? Being tried. So you lose money. You don't have money. Right now you're borrowing cash from your friend. Please, uh, uh, throw me uh, um, 5k there. You know, you know. Are you following what I'm saying? Who has been there before? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you've been rich all the while, so you maybe don't understand what the pastor is saying. Ah. 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 But, but who has been in something before? Has something done you before? If you've been done by something and God has been your something. <laughs> You see, but, but it wasn't about the something. It was about the faith. That the trial of your faith produces what? Patience. What is patience? Capacity. God promotes you. You can't stay there. Why? Because no capacity. You come up to the place. Oh, I want promotion. I want promotion. Okay, go there now. You went there and you came to uh, church and you said, Pastor Phil, I have a testimony. We give you a mic. You testify. Praise the Lord. I want to testify for God has been so good to me and you switch. Amen. But when you go back on Monday, we want to know if you are really the man for the job. Capacity. You see, everything you have gone through is not wasted. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? There is no pain. There is, there is no pain that you've been through that is not what? Wasted. No pain. And there is nothing that you are going through that will not be used. But see, what I'm trying to say to you is that God wants you to, by reason of use, by reason of use, exercise yourself spiritually. Why? So that your reflex, your reflex, I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Your reflex action becomes the things of the word. 
your reflex action becomes the things of the word. God wants you to exercise yourself. You see, there is a difference between hearing the word and being established in the word. If I ask you now, how many scriptures do you know? Many of you know almost all the scriptures. But how established are you in those scriptures? Your establishment is reflected in your confession. Yes. Your establishment is reflected in your actions. So some of us now, like I said to you now, you will see the reflection of what you really believe when something happens. There was a guy who was worshipping God in church and he lifted up his hands and fan touched the hand. You know, and he just shouted, Amad Yoha. <laughs> now, Amad Yoha is what he believes. <laughs> eh. Do you understand what I'm saying? When something happens to you, it is, it is what is here that comes out. Have you learned something so well that you recite it as if you are not thinking? Okay, if you are a very good driver, you will know that you drive from reflex. I love to drive. Yeah. If you are a very good driver, you know you don't have to think, but you are, you're making the right moves, you're looking at the side mirrors, you're looking at the rear view mirrors, you're, look, you're doing everything, but you're probably not thinking, but you're driving well. Because there is a reflex position of driving in you. Okay, recite two times one. You know the time, the two, the, the timetable. Two times one. Those who didn't go to school now, you know what I'm saying. Two times. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm mm. You know those people who say mm mm. Let me ask you a question. Were you thinking when you were reciting this thing? Why? Because it's a part of you, right? It's a part of you. Two times has sat into you. (laughs) So you know it. Should we move up? Let's do 12 times. Amen. Alright, let's let's go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go. One to go. Twelve times. One, twelve. Twelve times two, twenty-four. Carry on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You have finished when it has not finished though. No, those of you who went to Yoruba school. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, okay. Let's do let's do 14 times. Let's do 14 times. 14 times 1, 14. 14 times 2, 14 times 3, 14 times 4, mm, 14 times 5. Mm-hmm. 14 times 6, 14 times 7, liars now, lying in the church, what's happening here? (laughs) Why are you lying in church, amen? 14 times 7 is 93. 
and you are saying it with confidence. Meanwhile, if you check, it's not true. Have you seen people who lie in confidence? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But, but let me ask you, why can't you recite 14 times as well as 2? It's not at the back of the book, Abby. The one that was at the back of the book is the one you were established in when you were growing up. So, the things of the spirit that you were established in is what you by reflex are you getting what I'm saying? By default you bring it out. By default. So, The word of God. You know I told you that there's a difference between wheat and tares. On Wednesday. Those of you who are here on Wednesday. That Satan is, apart from the fact that he is the accuser of the brethren. One of the major work that he does is to counsel. He will give you another counsel. Something that is like the word. But it's not the word. You remember? He takes you from the known to the unknown. He will bring you from the scriptures and he will divert you away from the scriptures. That's what Satan does. If Satan appears here now, trust me, many of you will not run. No. If Satan appears physically now, you won't run. You might be attracted to him. Because he's not carrying fork and knife. It's not your blood he wants to suck. All those things from the village. You know what I'm saying? That's not the main thing Satan does. What Satan does is counsel. He met Eve in the garden. Right? Did God say counsel? He saw Jesus. If you are the son of God, turn the stone to bread. He will give you something that is like the word. If you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. What is he trying to say? It's a different conversation. Do you understand it? So, like I said to you on Wednesday, you will know the agenda of Satan from the answer Jesus gave. When he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Satan is trying to say that in the kingdom of sons of God, they live by bread. And Jesus is saying, No, in our kingdom, we don't just live by bread because I am not my body. So man shall not live because man is spirit. So, because this is Satan's question. If you are the son of God, son of God does not just eat bread and fish. Follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Son of God don't just eat fufu and what's your best food? You are ashamed to call it. (laughs) No. We feed on the word. We feed on the word. So what Jesus was trying to establish is that we live by the word and also to sustain this body that I am in, which is my suit, we can eat food. But the primary food is the word. Jesus was hungry, said to the disciples, go get me food. And the disciples walked. They went far. Got food for Jesus. When they came, they saw him talking to a babe. 
and they saw Jesus after he was speaking to the woman, the Samaritan woman. The Bible says that the woman left. First of all, she dropped her water pot. You remember that? You've confused people who are not here. <laughs> she dropped her water pot. Went, told the people of the village, come see a man who has told me everything about me. And they asked Jesus, you are looking as if you've eaten. Have you eaten? Remember he was hungry. Man shall not live. Are you getting the picture? Man shall not live by brethren, but by every word. So he said, my meat is to do the will. So when Jesus was doing the will of the father, by talking to that lady, he was eating. Hey. As he was giving, he was eating. Do you know how we feed in the kingdom? We bless. He who waters shall be watered. See, if you are broke, that's the best time to give. The way it works in the kingdom is twisted. It's not natural. It's not normal. If you are broke, that's what the best time to sow, to give. Yeah, because this thing flows out of you. It's a river that never ends. If Jesus gives you 20k and he had 100k, what is left in him is not 80k. See, the, 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 the breastfeeding mother feels relief when she releases the milk. It is paining me if you are not taking. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? God is saying, if you are not demanding from me, it's paining me. The milk is too much. Take. take. There's too much to give. Somebody hear what I'm saying? But see what I'm saying. Satan comes to you with another counsel. Another counsel is another concept. And Jesus is saying to the people who asked him, what should we do about these stars that have grown with the wheat? He's saying, leave them. Why? Because they look alike. Wheat and tars, if you see them from afar, there is no difference. The only way you can differentiate them is in harvest. I said this on Wednesday, so this is for the benefit of those who were not here. The only way you can tell which one is wheat, which one is tars, is harvest period. Because the wheat will bear fruit and it will dip a bit, it will come down a bit, and then you pluck it. So he's saying, don't touch the tars. Because if you touch the tars, you don't know which one is wheat and tars. You might pluck up the wheat. But the tars was sown by Satan. So, if the wheat is the word of God, what is the tar that looks like the wheat? It is a word. But not the word. Many of you are established in something that is not the word. And your, your reflex, you see two times, one, two, two, it, it, you're not thinking as you're saying it. It's just happening as you're saying it. But, but you can't flow in 21 times one, 22 times two. The reason is because it's not established. What is the establishment? The establishment is the training. This is what the Bible means when it says, if you are loved by the Father, you will be chastened by the Father. So the chastening of the father is when you are established in the word. When you begin to see like Paul saw. And you understand why he said what he said. You remember when Paul said that I know whom I have believed. There is, there is, there is an establishment in your heart. Do you know the parable of this, uh, uh, this, this sower? The, the Bible says that the, the, the sower went to sow. 
Alright? Some fell on good ground. Some fell on what? On, on rocky ground. Uh, now, the good ground is the ground that is a retention ground. The, the good ground knows how to keep. Somebody say keep. Say it loud. Shout it loud. The good ground knows how to what? Keep. Good ground knows how to keep seed. I give you the word. What is, what is establishment of the word? Keeping the word. Keeping the word. Holding the word. You see when the Bible says, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. Josh, can you flash me First uh, John chapter 3 verse 22. Let me show you something. First John chapter 3 verse 22. First John chapter 3 verse 22. I want all of you to see it. When the Bible says, keeping the commandment of God. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. Because keeping commandment is not necessarily about doing the laws. But it's about holding the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it says, and whatever we ask, we receive from him. Because what? We keep his commandments. The keeping here is not necessarily obeying the laws. But it is holding the word. Do you know what it means to hold the word? To hold the word is to make sure the word is a part of you. It is a reciting of the word perpetually. Until the word has become you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? See, I'm going to advise you on three major things and I will list them out for you. Which, those things are basically your inheritance. But let me build a foundation by teaching you about keeping. Now, it says whatever we ask, we receive from him because what? We keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So, keeping his commandments and doing those things that are pleasing are not the same thing. Are you following this? See, the Bible separates the two of them. Keeping his commandments and what? Doing the things that are pleasing. It is because you kept the commandment. That's why you are able to do. He's not saying because you heard the commandment. You have heard many times, but many of you are not keeping. To keep is to hold. To hold the word is to meditate on the word. To keep talking the word until the word is talking by itself through you. That's what it means to keep the word. To keep the word is to stay with the word. Do you know why sickness cannot... This is the number one thing I want to talk to you about. The first thing is the, the issue concerning healing. You see? Three things. Healing, prosperity, and your righteousness. These are your inheritance as a believer. Don't let anything play around those things. Why? Because, first of all, your righteousness, you have to keep the word when it comes to your righteousness. What do I mean? You have to meditate on the fact that the Bible says, he made Christ to become seen. That by his making, we have been made the righteousness of God. Now, you go to places where they are preaching walks all the time. And for the, for the whole of the year, you have, all you have heard is walks. But you probably heard that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus maybe two times in six months. And even though you heard it, that word has not stayed. And that's the reason why you are not believing that your sins, your past, your future, your present, everything seen is forgiven. 
Because what you have been hearing, many things have been scattering the ones you heard, the good ones you heard. You are believing something else. So to keep the word is to stay on the word. Is to meditate on the word. Your righteousness is not a joke. Hallelujah. I am righteous in Christ Jesus. And I am conscious that I am righteous. When I was born into this world, I didn't plan to be a man or a woman. I came as who I am. There was nothing I did that made me a man. I was born a man. You were born righteous. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it is your keeping this word that demonstrates righteousness. Thank you. It is your keeping the word that what demonstrates righteousness. So the Bible says also in John chapter 15 verse 7 that if you abide in me you know that scripture? If you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you want and it shall be given to you. Let's read it together. One to go. If you abide in me uh huh Uh-huh. I want you to recite it to your neighbor because these were scriptures we memorized growing up. So recite it to your brother and sister by your left or your right and say, if you abide in him, now say it. Say it. Don't look at the screen. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, the Bible says, if you abide in me, who is in Christ here? Do we have a problem that you are in Christ? It's a signed deal, right? Now, that's not where it ends. Because you will ask what you desire is where you make a demand. But it is not everybody who is in him that makes a demand and it happens. Somebody is praying and it happens. Another believer prays. But it's as if it's not happening. And there's disparity. Why is it so? Is because of something. And it is this process that I'm teaching you right now. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, so it says, if you abide in me, every believer abides in him. But see this part. And my words, huh? and my words what? Abide in you. It didn't say an eternal life abides in you. Because eternal life is in you. But the fact that eternal life is in you does not mean that the word is in you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There has to be a relationship, a marriage between abiding in him and his word. And that is when when you make a demand, it happens. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? It is when the word locks. I don't know how to put it. The word has to lock inside you. You you know when they say waterlog? When a a soil is waterlogged, Pastor Paul, I'm sure you know how to explain that more. The sand is holding water. It's not releasing the water. It's water it is retaining water. English is failing me. Amen. It It is holding water. Look at your neighbor say, let your word hold water. See, see, the word has to lock inside you. The matter of Healing. For he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. 
if this word locks inside you, sickness will know that you know. Because it, the word is not something you heard. It's a reflex action. It's a default 2 times 1, 2, 2 times 2, 4, 2 times 3, 6. So that when the symptoms come, there's a way you react. So that without thinking, there is something you are saying. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Without you even processing it, you are, you are dispelling the word. So you have sat down. When Bishop Boedipo will shout and say, I can never be poor. What do you think he's saying? He locked on the word. He opened the scriptures and he saw something about his prosperity. And all of a sudden, light came. Is it not the same Bible all of us are reading? It's the same Bible. But there was something he saw. A word came to Israel. It lighted upon Jacob. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? So there was something he saw in the scriptures. That word became a revelation. It is that revelation now that the Bible says that his word is abiding in you. So what do you really believe? That's the question. What do you really believe? If the word locks inside of you, your reflexes will begin to give the word. You know when Paul said in Galatians 4 verse 16 or so, where he says that I am crucified to the world, or I think Galatians 6, 14 or so, I am crucified to the world, and the world is also crucified to me. I'm not just crucified to the world. The world is crucified to me. It means that I am crucified to sickness, and sickness is also crucified to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sickness is crucified to me because sickness knows what I know. So, sickness cannot, it cannot hold me. So, apart from testing me, let me say, let me test this man. Let me test this man to see, because if, if, uh, if common cold comes now, and you are not waterlogged on the word of healing, you embrace common cold. You see, you even use your mouth to say it. See, I'm, I'm prone to cold these days. I'm prone to cold. You know, these days when the weather is this way, I act funny, you know. I'm, I'm prone to cold. Uh, when, when it gets to um, winter, in, in, sorry, in Nigeria, we don't, we don't have those four. It's rainy season and Hamatan. Amen? <laughs> so when it gets to Hamatan, I'm prone to cold. Now, your mouth is saying something. And the father of the words of which you are speaking is acting. Jesus said, you are of your father the devil because of the lies. But my, my father, as he speaks, I hear and he does the work. So when Jesus is speaking the words of the father, the father is acting. Many of you believe God, but you are following the principles of Satan's work by what you really believe in your heart. See, you have to go deep down inside your heart to know what you really believe. Somebody hear what I'm saying? A lady walked up to me in school one day and said, Pastor Phil, I don't really believe. I thought it was a small thing. But it was a big deal. She said, I don't really believe. And I said, why? She said, I haven't... I was born in church. My, my dad is a pastor, but I don't really believe. I didn't know what to say to her because I've never come across that counsel before. I've never been experienced in that kind of counsel before. I didn't know what to say to her. But if I find her now, I know what to say to her. Amen. 
He was made poor that you might become rich. See, poverty can't hold you because of what you know. Somebody who is rich, like I said, because of the way he thinks according to the word. Do you know that the blood sacrifices of the children of Israel determined if they prospered in the land for the next one year? When the priest offers the sacrifice and the sacrifice was accepted, for the next one year, their crops did well, their cattle did well. That's the blood sacrifice. So I don't believe that God is not interested in your prosperity. Are you getting what I'm saying? By the blood sacrifice of Jesus, you have an advantage to pressing into favors from God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I believe that. By his blood sacrifice, you have access into certain things. Compare goat and Christ. Which one is stronger? You kill cow, or you kill goat, or you kill ram. The ram is dead. It's somebody who has to carry the blood of the ram and then apply the blood on the mercy seat. Christ died. He woke up, took his own blood. There's a superiority in his life first. No priest could present his own blood. He carried his own blood by himself. He said, this is the blood of my life. Are you getting it? So he's telling the father that I'm consolidating on what I died for. So now I'm alive. I'm obligated to see that it happens. He takes the blood to the father. Why won't you do well? Do you know what he's speaking on your behalf? You reign by righteousness. The light of the believer is righteousness. That is your light. Because there is something coming out of you. There is a work of creation or recreation that has been done in you. It is the work of the fact that you are righteous. There's one, there's one common example that I want to give and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to close. There are some people who don't have a very good management of their emotions. Okay? And Bishop Tidijik said, you might have a very high IQ, but you may have a very low EQ. What's IQ? Intelligence quotient. EQ, emotional quotient. So you can be smart, but very unstable. So that when, when, when issues hit you, the first reaction from you is issue. When trouble hits you, it is when trouble knocks at your door, it's trouble that is answering. It's a default reaction for some people. And you know that scripture says, because you are righteous, the fruits of righteousness, love, joy, peace, is supposed to be inside me. So why is it that anger is a problem? Do you know anger is a, is a very big problem? Anger can rob you of so much. If you're not a good manager of your emotions, you're going to lose a lot. Yeah, take it from me. You're going to lose a lot. You will destroy what you're supposed to keep. If you're not a good manager of your emotions. That's what happened to Moses. The Bible says anger rests in the bosom of what? Fools. Scripture is not saying don't be angry. 
Scripture is saying, if you are angry, don't sin. So there has to be a level of control. The Bible says, anger rests in the bosoms of fools. What does it mean to rest? To rest means to dwell. So I'm talking about staying angry. Anger what? Now I'm losing all of you. The church is really quiet. The church is very quiet right now. Very quiet right now. Anger what? Rest in the bosom of fools. Anger stays. Don't let your anger stay. Somebody hear what I'm saying. Don't be angry more than the point. (laughs) Your anger is what is driving to a point. But there are some people, their anger becomes the point. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is a problem because it will drive your life. So when I looked at the scripture that anger resting, I used to have anger issues when I was growing up. Yeah. But right now, it's as if I've, I, I sat on the word. Hmm? I sat on the word. And I said to myself, I can be kind. Yes. I said to myself, I can be a good person. I said it to myself. I don't believe all these things. That's the way I am. I can't change. Go and sit down. If they take you to Lagos and they train you on official assignment and they say, I'm paying you 200k so that when people walk into the door, you say, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. Welcome to social and so organization. You may have your seat and anything you need, the organization will provide for you. If there are any concerns, I'll be there for you. The, 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 you're trained that if the customer insults you, you should still keep a smile and say, it's still fine. It's all right. I would hand you over to somebody. You can do that for somebody you don't know. Because of a paycheck. Don't tell me you cannot change. So I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Anybody who allows anger stay is a fool. I didn't say so. My Bible. Say so. Today, you are in, you are in the house. And just because of something that you could let go, somebody stepped on your toes or something. You displayed. You opened the whole place. You, I mean, your, your housemates came around. Say, Pastor, calm down. Woman of God, take it easy. And these are the people you've been inviting to church. <laughs> are, you getting to, are you getting what I'm saying? And after a while, you, after you've exploded, do you know anger can take you to places you don't want to go? And sometimes, whilst you speak those words, after you have calmed down, those words are still alive. So you have to be careful. You have to be very careful. So then you say to yourself, oh, I will repent today. I will repent because anger is not good. I need to control myself. I mean, I have the spirit of love. He has given me the spirit of sound mind, love. You know, so I have to. And then, it packages itself in a different form. And this time it's not in the compound, now it's in the office. So in the office, somebody is trying you. And the person has been trying you since. <laughs> the person has been on your case for a long time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then you are saying to yourself, you see, I don't get angry, but if I get angry, that's your confession. That's your confession. You have not locked yourself on the word. 
If you abide in me, my word abide in you. Do you know how to get change from processes? Lock on the word. Let the word sit inside you on anything. Anything. If you say, I'm not a patient person, look for scriptures that talk about patience. Stay with it. Meditate on it. See yourself as Christ is. And keep saying it. I am patient in Christ. Because the fruit of God is in me. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Blah. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So if you have at least one, you have all of them. So if all of them are not showing, it's because you have not locked on that part. So you have to lock on the word. And then in the office you explode. Voila. So after the condemnation now comes, a different devil now comes. Are you following me? A, you know Satan is very smart. He just gets you line by line, precept upon precepts. And some of you are just doing his, he's leading you and you are following. But, but after condemnation, you didn't learn from the process. You didn't learn from the process that I am supposed to be more controlled. But what you are saying is, you see, me, I don't like nonsense. If, if you give me rubbish, I'll give you rubbish. I'm a very nice person, but when it comes to certain things, I don't play. That is your confession. Even last week in the office, you know, you open your mouth to still say it. So your word is giving credence to a lifestyle. But by the time you lock on the word and you sit on it and you begin to see yourself the way God has made you. Do you know that there are certain things Jesus could not say on earth? Because anything the father did not say is not what he will say. So if you are insulting the president in front of Jesus, he won't answer you. It was such a boring life, but it was a lead life. Amen? There are some things we don't say because that's not the words of the father. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. TSP, you hear what I'm saying? Be good controllers of your temperaments. Be good controllers of your emotions. High IQs, very low EQs. Very unstable. When something happens, you flip. And when you flip, you take pride in your flipping nature. It makes no sense, sir. The Bible says, be slow. I'm preaching well. Amen. Your home, you will save your home. By dealing with anger issues. You see, many of us, many of us, do you know, because of anger, you can lock. You can lock. When I say lock, I mean because, you, because of the inability to communicate how you feel to the person who is making you angry. So, there, there are two sides to it. Rather than expressing, you are repressing. So, when you Lock. You don't mute anger. Manage it. Don't mute anger. Don't put it under the carpet and say it's not there. Manage it. I was there before. I was there before. And it's something that I managed and I managed it well by the grace of God. By the time you have locked on the word, somebody is stepping on your toes or on your nerves. If they say you are stupid, it's as if you didn't even hear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So, because of repressing, the thing begins to build up and there is pressure inside of you. But, but you, must, you must find a way to be able to express. Should I tell you one of the things you do? Admit that there is an issue. Don't say there is no issue. Admit faith does not deny realities. But faith superimposes on realities. So don't say that there is no issue. Don't say it is okay. It is not okay. It is not okay that people can't talk to you and you don't feel bad about being corrected. It's not okay. It's not okay that you cannot be advised and you feel you are less than yourself. It's not okay. There was a day I I asked myself, do I love to be corrected? Because I found myself inside resisting to correction. Because I felt I was always right. You're not always right. You're not. So it is when you have locked on the word, there is deliverance. There is deliverance. Hallelujah. We can be better people if we lock on this word. Your default expression on things like healing, your default expression on things of your righteousness, on things concerning your your prosperity, they are a done deal. It is signed, sealed. This is what I believe. Hallelujah. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you want and it shall be given unto you. I want you to hear what I'm saying to you now. Many of you are going through a lot of trial, a lot of issues, a lot of human experiences. Some of you are having relationship problems. But hear me very well. Those things are to build you. Okay, I was saying to someone, as I'm looking at your faces, many of you are in breaking points. You know what breaking points is? Breaking point is the point where it feels like you're going to break. Apostle Paul expressed that part about just once in his ministry. Sometimes you don't see the pain behind people who are up there. But the truth is they, they, they come to breaking points. And because of how uncertain our lives can be, they are precious every day. How old are you? You've never been this age before. You are always doing things for the first time in life. Be just about when you are about to master the thing you think you know. You've moved to the next stage. If you're going to raise a child, you can't, you're raising your child for the first time. Are you getting my point? So they are precious from everywhere. But you must be able to stay on the word. So that while things are uncertain, let your default expression be what the word says. So you must lock on the word. Be waterlogged on the word. Don't move with the motions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please, don't move with the motions. Don't. Learn how to be stable. Learn how to be stable. Be like a rock. That doesn't move when the wind blows. So I know many of you are in breaking points. But see, that breaking point is for you to be stronger. Not for you to break, actually. So that, that thing that looks like, I'm just going to give up. You, you cannot give up now. Because the difference between people who stand out and those who don't, are those that manage breaking points. 
in their lives. So in ministry, marriage, relationships, um, career path, your finances, your personal life, you're going to go through breaking points, but you, you must stand on the word. Did you hear what I said? If not, anxiety, these things are real. Depression, suicidal thoughts, these things are real. I saw someone slip from hyperactiveness to depression because of what was repressed inside. The inability to communicate feelings on the inside. And then the person is running into anxiety, depression. And it's been happening for years right now. And I watched her, one of our sisters in Kano Church, hyperactive lady. You see everywhere she's, the moment she walks in here, you will know she has come. But because she has not managed emotions properly, she has not let the word lock inside of her. So those things are driving her life. Hallelujah. You will grow to the point where you will not respond to the things that bother you the way you responded. Now you will change in how you respond. Say amen. Amen. Now there will be a difference. There will, there will be an understanding. When, when you don't have money in your pocket, the way you respond before, now is different. Now is with assurance. Because you've put your faith to the test. You've seen the process. You've understood it. You've passed the test. You've been chastened. You've been trained. You've been able to put the word and say, oh, this is what the word says. Then I'm going to master this part. So tomorrow, the next attack that comes when your money goes or something that happens, you are more, you are calmer. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are calmer than normal. Calmer. So everything you are going through is for your building, not for your breaking. Praise God. There is no pastor who will tell you that he has never been through breaking seasons in his life. I have been. I have been. There are sometimes I am in and I preach from a place that is not from my pain. And you may not even be able to tell. But you see, my position is what I believe. We don't respond to what we feel. We respond to what we believe. And we respond from what we believe. It has to be your position. You have to lock on the word. Because this life is too uncertain. Life is too uncertain. Somebody you trust today can disappoint you tomorrow. What is your reaction? Somebody can betray you tomorrow. Your best friend will turn his back on you. What do you do? There has to be something certain that you hold on to. You lock on that word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your ministry. Lock on your ministry. Sit down on your ministry. Stay with your ministry. Are you getting it? Don't be confused by people who have uh, spiritual gifts. Are you getting it? Because it takes just yielding to express spiritual gifts. But it doesn't mean that they are matured on dealing with issues. Am I talking to someone? Yeah, because it is yielding that it takes for the expression of spiritual gifts. All I need to do is to be a yielded vessel. Go and ask Balaam. What did Balaam do? He was the seen prophet. He didn't need to close his eyes to see. Balaam could just see. He didn't even need preamble. He didn't need worship song. He didn't need all those things. He would just open his eyes and see what God is saying. Samson. He would, he, the Bible says Samson will shake. And it will come upon him. But there were small things that he could not handle. It is your ability to handle the basic and the primary things. I hope you know the specific is for the world. But the general is for the church. 
the general things that concern how you deal with your faith, those are the things you need to know how to master. They are the things pertaining to your inheritance. We have come to the general assembly. So you might be an apostle sent to the world. You might be a prophet. But your personal life is misbehaving. You might be gifted. Your, your talent does not mean you are not tormented. Hmm? You can be talented, but you are tormented. Why? Because you have not mastered the process. You have not stayed with the process of the dealings of God in your life. That's why people rise and they can't stay there. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God is training you. You think all the issues you are going through is for, is for chingom? Those issues, they are to make you a voice so that you don't come out twisted and start giving wrong counsel to other people. He said the comfort you have received, give to another. Somebody hear what I'm saying. That which you have received from the Lord, you give to another. So all your, from from childhood, the thing has been following you. The person who tormented you, tormented you because he was tormented by somebody else. But you can't continue that chain. Lock on the word. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Stay with the word. Look at your neighbor. Say lock on the word. If I put it this way, stay with the word until it locks. Are you getting what I'm saying? What you believe about tomorrow. Let it lock that your times are in his hands. Let it lock in your spirit. Because you are not born with a silver spoon. Are you joking? Or because, uh, you see, Pastor Fear, you know, <laughs> we don't have to uh, live long to live well. Because it's not how long you live, but how well you live. You know, it sounds very, uh, it's nonsense. Are you following what I'm saying? Somebody told you that thing and you've been saying it. No, it's also how long we live. With long life, will I satisfy you? And I will show you what? My salvation. Be careful with subtle things that are wit. I mean, are tars, but not wit. Be careful with things like that. Listen, my dear son, you have to be careful. Okay? Don't envy all those people who make money, who are rich, because you don't know where they are making their money. It's better to be poor, but have integrity. Who, who told you that? See, in God, you can have all, sir. You can have all. Because he was poor that you might be rich. Yes. So you have integrity and you are rich. The two of them are for you. The all-sufficient God who has everything. He can give you all. Without saying, no. You know, some people just, like Pastor B will say, Pastor Biodo will say, um, 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 you want salvation, but this one, you don't want this one. This one, you know, I'm a serious-minded believer. <laughs> Heavenly race is where we're going. Heavenly race, I'm not going to tire. You are the Lord, that is your name. With any man. We never sh- Are you afraid to sing? You don't want to sing the song with me? Or oh, you don't know the song? You are the Lord. Who is led to play piano for me? 
Adli, Pabi. You are the Lord. Wait, let me tell you something. Have you listened to the song? You are the Lord, that is your name. You will never share your glory with any man. When he brought you into glory, the Bible says, in bringing many sons to glory. So you never share your... I'm, I'm trying to tell you how subtle words make you think in a certain way. You have come to glory, sir. You are in glory. If they told you you have billions in your account, do you know how you will walk out of this place? The day they paid me my first salary. See, I wasn't in control of how I was working. Honestly, I was not in charge of myself. There was something moving me. <laughs> Young boy who had never seen that kind of money. You know, like half a million just enter your account. Bah! When yesterday you were asking for 2K. Sir! The first thing that comes to your mind is what is the Lord saying? <laughs> look, look, look. You, you, must, you must be mindful of the word. What the word is not saying, don't stay with it. Don't stay with it. Stay with the word. So let my, my, my submission to you tonight is every issue that you are going through is for your building. Not for your breaking. And learn the process. Learn the process. Amen? Amen. Learn the process. Don't talk the event. Learn the process. Don't speak the happenings. Learn the process. Many of you will start again and again because you are not learning the process. So you have to learn the process. Hallelujah. And lock on the word until... It is reflex. Thank you, brother. Until it is reflex. Where God's word, what God said about you is reflex. I want to be able to tell you so everything you have. And you will not shake because the God who gave you capacity to bring that one you have will still do it again. I want to be able to tell you Put your trust in Because the way you trust God for small things is the way you trust Him for your family. Tomorrow. is the way you trust Him for at your workplace. Tomorrow. Same thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you blessed tonight? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, lock on the word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just bow down your heads and begin to pray and say, Father, I receive grace tonight. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.